In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. One of the things that you will come to know about me if you don't already know it is that I am a person who looks at context. How did we get to where we are? It's important also in the study of Scripture, in my opinion. And in the verse immediately preceding our gospel passage today, we hear Jesus within the same paragraph tell us that he has come that his sheep might have life and have it abundantly. This abundance of life could be quality of life or quantity of life, or perhaps both. So another way we could think about this is that Jesus has come so that his sheep could have the good life, the better life. Interestingly, I found out this week that the Merriam-Webster Dictionary now has an entry, the good life, defined as one of two things. Either that kind of life that people with a lot of money have, as in, she used to be poor, but now she lives the good life, a somewhat idiomatic use of the phrase, or secondly, as a happy and enjoyable life, which is a bit more broad and palatable to my taste. But what exactly it means to have a good life has been debated now for millennium. Socrates and Plato talked about the good life a life that was marked by morality and the virtues. Epicurus talked about the good life. and For him, it was a life full of pleasure. Aristotle took a slightly more comprehensive and holistic approach, suggesting that the good life would be a happy one that contained both virtuous living and many and varied pleasurable experiences along the way. What is the good life? Well, we may not be sure, but I think all of us would say that we want it. We'd like to live a good life. As we look more closely at our gospel passage for today, Jesus immediately saying that he wants to give us the good, abundant life says that he is the good shepherd. So perhaps we could call this, here's what it means to have a good shepherd life. Of course, Psalm 23 teaches us something about that shepherd, about God being our shepherd, the one who guides us through our darkest moments, the one that graciously leads us to green pastures where we are fed, beside the still waters where we can be refreshed, as we've already sung this morning. In order for us to apply this image to ourselves, we have to first recognize and accept that indeed we are sheep that are in need of a shepherd. A video went around online this week, shared by a few clergy friends of mine. The video starts with the image of a youth pulling on the lamb, the leg of a lamb who's entrenched himself fully down into a crevice, like no part of the sheep is above ground. This youth pulls a little bit and frees the sheep, and the sheep happily goes bounding down the way, and no more than a 50 to 100 feet later finds himself hopping immediately back into the crevice. Perhaps you can relate. 
How many times have we tried as we might make the same mistakes, the same errors, the same patterns of life over and over again that are detrimental to our health and well-being? We can't find the good shepherd life on our own. We need the shepherd. We need the one who can guide us, who knows where the green pastures and the still waters are, who can take us there. Because left to our own devices, we often end up in the pit. But this isn't just a good shepherd who will guide us. The hireling might do that. This is the good shepherd who sacrifices himself for us, who lays down his life. The hireling flees at any sign of trouble, but Jesus has willingly faced all danger and trouble for us, sacrificing even his own life, a sacrifice which effectively delivers us from the greatest dangers of all. As John says in his epistle, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Sin, death, separation from God, all things which Christ, through his loving sacrifice for us, offers to us. Free from sin, freedom from death, freedom from being separated from God eternally. Just in these little bits, there are already lessons we could already be hearing and learning that we need a shepherd, that this good shepherd life was expensive. It cost Jesus everything. But on the flip side of that same coin, that your life and the life that God desires for you and for all Christians is so immensely valuable that it was worth it for Jesus to pay that cost. Which means that you are that worthy. You are that valuable in the eyes of God that Jesus would suffer and lay his life down for you. But we need not only a shepherd. We need and want not only one who will lay down his life for us, but Jesus continues and says that he knows his sheep and that his sheep know him. This isn't the informational kind of knowledge that says that my second cousin has a friend named Bob. No, this is experiential knowledge. Knowledge of association, of familiarity. God knows you more fully than you can know yourself. And he loves you. But he wants you to know him in the same way. So he has and continues to reveal himself to us through scriptures, through the person of Jesus, through his very creation, through everyone that we meet who's made in his image, through the Eucharist. In all of these and many other ways, God continues to make himself known, not just knowledge, but relational, experiential. He knows you. And you come to know him fully. Of course, being known and fully known is frightening in many ways. We've all felt the insecurities rise when we're starting to get to know someone. And we wonder when it is, when that moment is going to come, that they're going to learn that thing about us that is going to send them running away and never talking to us again. When are they going to get turned off? 
And yet, when we're able to push past those barriers, we know, we experience greater intimacy, joy, acceptance, forgiveness, friendship. Such is what God offers to you and to me through the Good Shepherd and his life. Yet even that isn't all. As we continue reading, we discover that this new life in Christ is characterized by community. Jesus brings together people from all backgrounds and cultures. Other sheep, he says, have I that are not of this flock. He goes to make them one. He breaks down the wall between Jew and Gentile, All our human divisions are put to naught by our union in and through Christ. We are blessed to share this good shepherd life with one another. And as we actually live out this Christian life with one another, we grow in our understanding of God's love for us and grow in our love for him and for each other. Thinking about this love, John in his epistle reflects even more for us. He says that this good shepherd life is one in which we are not just acquaintances with God, but the children of God, his sons, his daughters. We are close and brought near by God, not of our own doing, but by grace. John says, we know that we will be like Christ when he returns, and though we don't know what that entirely will entail, we know that Jesus is righteous, that he is pure, that he is unblemished by sin, and that we too shall be likewise. But, John encourages, we shouldn't wait for that to be the case. We should be at work now to be pure and holy and righteous as we are called to be. And so with a nod to the Greek philosophers who desired a life of virtue and morality, the good shepherd life should be clearly marked by an ongoing desire and a pursuit for our behavior to look like Jesus, to live in accordance with God's commands. John contrasts this kind of life with a life marked by sin. And when we hear that one who sins is of the devil, we shouldn't think that every time I sin, I am of Satan. But rather, as one of the church fathers, Ocumenius, says, quote, when what John is talking about here is the person who clings to evil, becomes a worker of evil on an ongoing basis. That is the life we should avoid. Jesus came to destroy sin and the works of the devil. As we know from Romans and from Genesis chapter 2, the wages of sin is death. Our Christian lives should not be marked by behaviors that lead to death, but rather to life. So John calls us to the good shepherd life with the help of the Holy Ghost that is righteous and pure and holy. Such a life is abundant and good indeed. Have you heard this all? Have you heard the glorious news of the shepherd? The shepherd who loves you so much the shepherd who guides us and leads us to green pastures and still waters, the shepherd who lays his life down for your life so that you can have it and have it to the full, 
The shepherd who knows you and loves you and wants you to know him. The shepherd that unites us with Christians around the world, breaking down our barriers between one another, giving us an eternal family and a common bond of faith. With God's help, this life can and should be one freed of the bondage of sin, freed of being trapped like that sheep in the ditch, free to walk and be led by the Spirit, by the shepherd, in joyful obedience and fullness of life. Hear the shepherd's voice as he calls you today, as he tells you of his great love for you. Hear him and rejoice and follow him. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.